all teenagers go to a lot of horror movies, except for the teenagers who are in horror movies. They've never seen a single one. That's why they always make the same stupid mistakes that always get teenagers killed in horror movies. Wes Craven is a director who has made a lot of slasher films. His credits include Last House on the Left, The Hills Have Eyes, and A Nightmare on Elm Street. And now he's made Scream, a picture about a slasher terrorizing a group of teenagers who are horror movie fans and already know what to do and what not to do. One of the guys works in a video store, and he brings along some tapes to a party, using them as a sort of training session as the slasher stalks the night outside. Never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer. You want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. The mayhem is covered by a gung-ho local TV reporter played by Courtney Cox, who wonders if there's a link between the current killings and the murder of the heroine's mother, which was, well, what do you know, just exactly a year ago today. I'd say the odds are good. Scream is one of those movies where a lot depends on the attitude you take to it. On the one hand, it is a violent and frightening film. The R rating is well-deserved. On the other hand, it's a satire on violent and frightening films, and audiences who have seen a lot of horror movies are probably going to enjoy it more on that level. I have seen lots of horror films, and I did enjoy it because, for once, the teenagers weren't making the same old stupid mistakes. Nope. They were making new stupid mistakes. Yeah, well, I've seen a lot of horror films too. Probably the same exact number as you. And Could I didn't be. get into the. I didn't get into the picture. I don't think it's really as much of a clever satire as you're suggesting because I think that it starts out as a as a slasher film and then adds this other material, this knowing material. But you still have to sit there, even if you're hip to the satire, Roger, and watch girls being stalked, ripped apart, and it isn't fun. So the attitude that I brought, which is always neutral to a picture was depressed at the 25-minute mark in this film, and I, you know, smiled knowingly at what the film was saying, but I didn't learn anything. I don't, know, Gene, I don't think it starts out as a slasher film. I starts, it starts out already as a satire. For example, the use of the big glass patio doors in the background for the telephone call. Yeah. Well, while, the, you're no, while you're noticing the glass patio doors being shattered, I'm noticing no, I'm a noticing body. No, I'm noticing the fact that they're oh, there. Okay. And I'm noticing a body getting shattered. And I'm not going on the high horse against you. I'm just well, saying, no, no, no. I'm saying that that's what I noticed, and it, I found it offensive. Okay, would you have like enjoyed it. this more if the characters had not been savvy? Uh, no. no, no, it would have been a worse picture, but I'm not recommending it. Okay. Welcome back to the Mad About Movies VIP Club. Now here's one of your hosts, Kent, Brian, or Richard. Hey, VIPs, welcome in. Mad About Movies Bar, Lounge, Grill, Pizza Shop, and Brian. What are we uh, trying out this week? Yeah, look, uh, we got we got a bunch of masks. Um, now, I thought this was going to be on theme. I thought we were getting Halloween masks, Scream masks, perhaps. Um, but I keep telling you guys, I'm not good at this. I really, I would like you to take over. Um, but they're just, they're just COVID masks. That's it. Yeah. They're not oh. even N95. And uh, yeah, look. And before you ask, no, they're not cool, and they're not. Uh, they're not even just solid. It's like. It's all like suburban mom sayings on the face. So, <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of live, laugh, love. We got a lot of mama bear. We got a lot of uh, less talky, more coffee. Uh-huh. Um, less, and, less uh huh. And yeah, more a lot coffee. of uh, <laughs> it's it's wine o'clock somewhere. You know, a lot of that. 
So, you know. That, that weird cursive font that's all over Etsy. Uh-huh. You know, right. It's all over yeah. that. Yeah. So 23,000 units. We're going to need some help. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that yeah. fine print gets you every time, Brian. I know. Dang. I got to start reading better. I'm sorry, guys. Every freaking but... week, bro. Every week. <laughs> um, we're here. It's Halloween season in the, in the Viper Room. So welcome back in. And uh, this comes at a good time because we just talked about the reboot of Halloween with Halloween Kills or another reboot remake sequel whatever that is they're doing that again with scream and we were wondering in the halloween uh review richard why the hell did they call this halloween because it's clearly connected to the other halloween movies you know it's like why not call this halloween 12 or whatever it was Mm -hmm. it would be like calling um the force awakens a new hope (laughs) right (laughs) and then you're like what but but there is no, one and, was and not blinking and not blinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's a new yeah, hope. It's a new again. Hope. Yeah. So is it a redo? No, it's a sequel. No. So confusing. Obviously, normal. So yeah. it's all yeah. new characters. No, we're gonna have ones <laughs> from the other one. Oh, so you're remaking it? No, no. no it's a reboot, no. but it's also a sequel. But it's also yeah. a remake. Very, it's kind of a weird can't thing. Just, can't you do colon? You know, can't you right. just use scream colon the new class or something? Should like, be, it should have been Halloween Returns. Like, I mean, just start yeah. just starting to do George Foreman's children. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all the same. That's all it's going to be. At this, right. this is Georgie. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I hate. I hate the reboot. That's just let's do the original title of the movie and, and yeah. change yeah. The, like the Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, which one is it? The uh, the 2011 one or right. the, uh, right. yeah, the right. new one or the old? Yeah. You know, they did that with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, too. They did that. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw. They've done that eight times. But they're doing it with Scream. So the new Scream is called Scream. But <laughs> they're bringing back the original cast. So it's actually yeah. a sequel. So as Brian makes said, no sense. as Brian said, and I was shocked at this, we just, a little inside baseball. And, and by the way, Nate Tice joining us again. Mm. On this, on right. this but yes. uh, we just did the Dune app, and we were talking about the availability on sequels of like, this is a big cast, you know, and being able to get, you know, Chalamet again. I mean, somehow they were able to get, as Brian said, David Arquette to do this. And Courtney. Yeah. Courtney yeah. Cox. So and, that's uh, a testament. Yeah. That had to take some, some Got serious interviews too. Yeah. Which is like, they really must have worked with the agent on that one. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. You think Arquette's paying to be in this movie? You think that's how it works? I, I would guess. Arquette, so. yeah. Arquette has probably tried to buy the rights to this so that he can make it himself. Sure. Like he's so uh, desperate to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was just thinking about it too, as, you know, doing this rewatch. Does this mean we get this- a Ready to Rumble reboot? <laughs> or no? I, I was just going to say, did you bring the WCW belt with him? <laughs> did you, did you Nate, Nate's a big wrestling guy. Nate, did you see uh, the David Arquette documentary uh, a couple of years ago that they did? No, they did a documentary there's a documentary on David Arquette. Yeah, he became about a real his wrestling wrestler. career. Oh my like god, he was an actual wrestler for like a year. Or like I mean, he was trained like, and was like in WCW. Was this, it was all WCW stuff. Uh, it's the, what, called "You Cannot Kill David Arquette." Yeah, that's what the that's what. The <laughs> yeah, he's called. he's a wrestling nut, and and that was when WCW was in the toilet. Yeah, and they were just like, oh, desperate for any attention. They're like, hey, let's put the belt on him. And this is like the yeah. Ric Flair. Like he like, won the championship. W- yeah, and they gave it to him for a weekend, basically, like the go home show before the pay per view, because <laughs> they would just change the title every week at that point mm-hmm. in time. And they, they gave it to freaking David Arquette, and you when I. There's this, there's this review show. It's called OSW Review. It's a video review show on YouTube. They just review old wrestling pay-per-views. Even if you barely know anything about wrestling, it's hilarious to go watch these. But they did the David Arquette trilogy. So they did Ready to Rumble, <laughs> his one appearance on uh, WCW TV. I think Thunder the show was. And then like when he won the championship in the pay-per-view. It's, just, it's amazing. I like how his rename was just David Arquette. 
too. It wasn't even like <laughs> just yeah. take, okay. Just oh, he leaned title. into it after he yeah. won it. He he went in like he dressed in like a hot rod outfit, and he's just like yeah, like he's saying what's up the whole time. Like God. he went full heel Jeez. on it. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot uh, of people man. don't know though. I mean. I mean, that's kind of, you know, the, the wrestling world. But a lot of people don't know is that Rosanna Arquette actually is like 21 and 0 in UFC. <laughs> also. Mixed, you know. Yeah, she's got 17 TKOs. Yeah. yeah. She's a beast. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. that's what she people the ultimate don't. fighter. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's weird. That would be a thing I would do Patricia if I was. Patricia Arquette is, is on uh, American Ninja Warrior, <laughs> yeah. too. Every week. Killing it. So, yeah. Killing it. The, uh, um. I, I, uh, you know, when, when Courtney Cox and, and him got <laughs> together after this movie or during this movie and she changed her name like immediately to Arquette, yeah. I was like, why would you want to latch yourself to Dave, the call ATT guy so bad? <laughs> and this is the second <laughs> reference is like know, as many Ken's, weeks. Ken's all in on the 100 <laughs> call ATT. Dude, I said, I wanted, I always wanted to be that for the, Hall- for a Halloween costume. Cause it was the easiest Halloween costume ever. Just the. The T-shirt, and I said Richard had the make seven up yours shirt that I never had. I always wanted that. Yeah, Ken and I are doing that this year for Halloween. You think it'll trend? <laughs> I love it. Call ATT guy. It. Yeah. Um, but it's because obviously the Arquette family, you know, it's kind of like a Coppola thing. I mean, obviously lesser, but like the Arquette <laughs> family is pretty pres- prestigious uh, like Hollywood family, so. There's an Oscar Courtney Cox too, la- then- latched her name onto that pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, she wanted to be an Arquette, uh, and you know, you know rightfully you get so. The Barrymores and the Arquettes. That's, you sure. Know, you got, there you go. Yeah, this you is yeah, this, this is a royalty. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's a legacy movie. Yeah, it's a Family Feud, celebrities edition. Yeah, yeah. It's like, exactly. It's and like Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> Looking back at Courtney Cox, I mean, other than Ace Ventura, like this is her biggest movie role. Um, uh, well, yeah, crazy. I mean, yeah, the Cougar Town yeah. movie, maybe <laughs> that wasn't on TV, uh, that wasn't on theaters, uh, it wasn't some maybe private theaters, but yeah, I guess yeah. So, Scream. Yeah. I mean, it's, this is like her most iconic character, basically. So, For her sure. and, and David Arquette is like, this is all they got. I guess she, she didn't want to, you know, she was only making I mean, 26 million dollars a year on Friends, if she probably didn't want to tie up her summers making movies, and honestly, I respect that. Everybody else. Maybe Matthew Perry did TV pretty much, but like everybody, they did. They tried some movies. Whole Nine Yards was pretty big. Yeah. They everybody else had yeah had a pretty yeah. decent movie career. I felt like, or at least Ed. some stuff. <laughs> but she no, I I totally agree. Uh, they definitely did, but I mean, I now as an adult, you know, you always like want to like drive people's career for them and make them the most successful thing ever. But now that I'm like in my mid thirties, I'm like, man, summer's off with that kind of money from friends. I mean, that's. Yeah. What are you gonna it's go life. make? Yeah, yeah. You could make, you could do that, or you could spend three months making the whole nine yards. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and take the Courtney Cox route. Up until 2005, I'll <laughs> say the longest yard. She was pretty. She did Ace Ventura, then Scream, and then the movie called Commandments, and then Scream Two, and then another movie, and then Scream Three, and then Three Thousand Miles to Graceland. So it was like up until. She was done with friends. She was making a scream every other movie, you know. Yeah. So that that was she, her career. She Chris Tucker. She Chris Tucker did. Yeah, yeah. 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 Chris Tucker rush hour out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. No, uh, Scream Four. Yeah. She showed up for in in 2011. That's she the last right. Scream movie we've gotten. I liked mm. I liked Scream Four. I haven't watched it since 2011. I did see it in the theater. That's the last really Wes Craven it. movie, right? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, um, but I I remember yeah. really enjoying. Uh, 
the reimagining or reboot of it. I thought it worked uh, pretty well. But man, just my background on Scream, the original, I remember renting this, uh, you know, like parents were going, you know, on a date night, like, oh, go rent movies. I, and I rented this. I was probably, what year did this come out? 90, 96. 96. It was probably 97 or 8 when I rented this. Yeah. And so I was probably 12. And um, absolutely terrified. I put it on <laughs> and, and I was home alone, popped popcorn. And watch oh. this movie, and the opening scene is a girl home alone <laughs> popping popcorn oh, yeah. and watching a movie. And I'm like, oh my God, this is not happening oh, yeah. to me right now. <laughs> I was absolutely terrible. I don't think, I don't, I think I watched the first scene and I turned it off. And I like revisited it years later because it terrified me so much about how, I don't know, accurate it was. <laughs> not accurate, but like how real it seemed to me at the time. And um, like, not like a movie in a way. I don't know, I guess to a kid it, it didn't, but. I expected it to be way more campy than it was, and I was like really like I think I'd seen Blair Witch around this time too. Blair Witch was what ninety eight, ninety nine. So I'd seen that around this time, and I wasn't scared by that at all. But like this just hit me on a different level. And now, of course, I look back and I can see the camp in it all, and it and I enjoy it. I, I think it's a really fun movie. It is. Yeah. But at the time, I was this terrified me. I mean, that opening sequence absolutely terrifying when she's when he's like. Turn on the light. Look outside. I'm like, oh my god, what is happening here? You know, it's um everything about that was just when he changes his voice and says, "I'll get you like a fish." It's like, oh, I mean, so you hear that the guy, uh, his name's Roger Jackson. I looked it up. Is the guy the name for the the voice for the phone voice? Yeah, it was (laughs) one voice actor. I'm like, dude, that guy in this movie is so good. I don't know. Yeah. Didn't he, did, he do a voice on like Powerpuff Girls or something like that? Oh, I have no idea. Like, he was Mr. Yeah. Mucus in the Mucinex commercials for 10 years, according <laughs> to his Wikipedia. So what a legacy. He, he was Mojo Jojo. Oh, yeah. nice. As well. Oh, that's okay. a good yeah. one. That's a good one. I knew there I knew there was something on Cartoon Network. Yeah, I can't believe I actually <laughs> so, uh, nice. Yeah. I, I saw this movie when I was sick as 10 years old. Same thing. Yeah. I, I I mean, I can't your story sounds so similar to mine, Ken. I was 10, yeah, 99. I was 10 years old. And I had just seen I still know what you did last summer okay. and was like with Jack Black in it uh, for like 30 seconds. But I was yeah. like, oh, that wasn't that scary. Yeah. Like, oh, and this was this one's supposed to be better. Like, oh, I remember my sister and her friend saying this one was the better one. Okay. I, I think I had the flu and something. I'm laying in my room. We had, I had the, or I think with the, our guest bedroom had like the little TV with the little VHS on it. Yeah. Rented it, popped it in. Same thing. Opening scene. I'm hopped up on like NyQuil or whatever, watching this. And I was just like, "What worst thing I ever could have done?" Just like, <laughs> yeah. just like, just yeah. Ten years old, imagination going wild. Yeah, same exact thing. But I actually stuck it out and watched it again. And then I was terrified of it for like three years, you know. <laughs> and then watched it again as I hit like you know came like a little bit of like ninth grade or so, whatever it was. And then I was like, "Oh man, this movie's great." Yeah. And I, it's one of my favorite horror movies, even though it's more of a comedy horror to me now. Yeah, one scary movie came out and it recontextualized it. I think. Yeah, and once Scream mm-hmm. Two came out and it did the double meta of Scream, yeah, meta, meta. a movie yeah. called Stab. Uh, you know, right. like the whole show within a show thing. I think you know, obviously now in two thousand and twenty-one, movies like this come out all the time, where you're kind of making fun of the genre you're in, but. Wes Craven was a genius for doing this at yeah. the time. I mean, yeah, he re, for sure. He totally reinvigorated slashers. You know, yes. I mean, they were they were dead. They were, no pun intended, they were dying. 
Um, you know, we had 10 Freddy movies. We were at Jason Takes Manhattan Part 4 by now. You know, Halloween was done. Uh, H2O was, was, I think, right around the corner at this point in time. And so mm-hmm. they needed like a breath of fresh air in slasher yeah. movies. And this was it. And the whole killer being motivated by slasher movies is such a genius move. Like it was going to mm-hmm. happen eventually, right? Yeah. <laughs> there was going to be yeah. a movie about a killer that was that learned from watching horror movies, right? That was going to be a sure. movie. I think this is a really fun way to do it. And it it is a slasher movie in its own right. You know, it's not only commentating mm-hmm. on it, but it's yeah. a, it's Ghostface is an iconic slasher. All right, VIPs, that's it. There's your little preview of Scream with Nate Tice. If you want more episodes from us, maybe some more bonus content, some of those AMAs, that Discord access, it's matteraboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. Enjoy. We'll see you there.